0: Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit the Thank you for joining.
1: What's up, guys? We are back. And it is 2020, and Views from the Porch is here, and we are kicking off this new year uh, in fashion with the one and only Joshua Thames. What's up, team? we here. Spelled his
2: name like Thames. <laughs> Go Look for him. Yep. Where, what happened to the H, man? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but it wasn't my decision. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. And then Mrs.
1: Elena Haas, or Ms. Elena Haas.
2: It's Mrs. Hey guys. She's, she's married. She's, it is Mrs. She, she just she doesn't, doesn't like to feel old. Yet. Something about being old. Yep.
1: And we are here. It's 2020. Man, we're back in the 20s, guys. Last time we were here, Babe Ruth was around and the flappers were a thing. You know what a flapper is? Nope. <laughs> I know who Babe Ruth is, but not flappers. Flappers are some sort out. of like dancer. I'm not actually sure we can look it up. It's some sort of like... <laughs> the flappers,
0: uh, I thought it was because their dresses were like...
1: Yeah, it, it means something. Yeah. Somebody's listening right now that loves history that floppers were a generation of young Western women yeah. in the 1920s who wore short skirts. What in the world? <laughs> it was just at the knee, which was short for yeah. that time period. They had bobbed their hair. Do you know what that means? Yeah, of course. What's it mean?
0: It's like short, short hair.
1: Oh, bob their hair, and they flaunted their. uh, Oh, they listened to jazz and flaunted their disdain for what was then considered acceptable, interesting.
0: Mm.
2: So that is actually like man. They just called
0: you go, girls, young
1: women flappers, queen. Yes, (laughs) stop. Yep, that is uh, that definitely will be one of those things that's not being said at the end of 2020. Yes, Queen. But
2: all right, what are we talking about to kick off this year? Yes, today we're going to talk through what you guys may have seen already that we dropped our uh, promo of what our first series is going to be, the Roaring Twenties. And today we're going to just like preview a little bit what we're going to cover there in our series. Yep. Yes, Elena? <laughs> Elena's giving me a look. Hey, Our ha-
0: series is called Roaring Twenties.
2: Yes, the series is called Roaring Twenties. Today is a sneak peek yeah. into what our series is going to cover. And if your mind immediately goes to The Great Gatsby, that is not what this
1: series is about, but it is about all types of just different ways to make sure that your 20s roar in the way that you want them to. And really by 20s, I don't even mean just if you're 20 to 30, I mean from 2020 through 2021 to 2022, all the way to 2030 to make sure this is a decade that for most of our audience, which is all young adults, is going to define and shape your life in tremendous ways likely statistically the person you're going to marry is going to be decided in this decade where you're going to work is going to be decided the person that you're going to become the type of father and mother that you're going to be is all being decided and defined. So we are going to kick off this series and try to lay through. If you will do these seven things and we're going to give you a sneak peek of them. If you'll do these seven things we've thought through and we've, we had a huge list and we whittled them down and we added to them and, and have prayed through like, what are some of the things that we would tell these are, uh, I don't know what you'd call them. Uh, just topics or principles. Principles in these seven different topics. Yeah. A way to think about things. Yeah. It but feels like air, money, areas conflict. of conflict. Yeah. Areas of your life. That, areas of your life. Yeah. To get them right biblically, yeah. it's going to set you up for success and set you in a direction and on a course towards a destiny that you want to be at. So, yep. anything else you guys would say?
0: Let's talk let's let's about why, fun let's fact, like
1: that. Roaring 20s was named. Like now I'm talking about 1920s, why it was called Roaring. Mm-mm.
0: They, Katy Perry, wasn't it like
1: no, Katy Perry. She's <laughs> they had so a financial old. boom. They did have a financial boom. There was lots of, of money, money, money. There was introduced. It was. Oh, here's what's crazy. There was lots of cultural change. World War One was over. It was in the past. It was called the War to End All Wars. The automobile comes onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Prohibition and the Eighteenth Amendment gets passed. The rise of oh, which which um, wait, yeah, prohibition got legalized again, I think. I think that's what happened. Yeah, it, got, it was existed in the teens and then it got legalized again. I could be wrong on that one. I think that we uh, passed the bill on on uh, the 19th amendment. Yeah, in 1920, women got the right to vote. Yes. Yes, <laughs> queen, yes. And uh, and lots of things. So it was cultural change, there was economic boom. There was a lot of stuff going on. The automobiles introduced. It was just a incredibly transformative time and culture. And, um, and yeah, so we wanna see an incredibly transformative decade yep. in all of our lives. And by um, just going through these seven things, that's our hope that we're praying, that as we go through at the porch. So what we're gonna do now is give you a sneak peek of what we're gonna cover, likely, all things are always subject to change at the porch, but likely some of the topics that we're gonna cover.
2: And we've never done this before, have we? We've never like previewed a series
1: like this. No. And it may be the this last time. This is yeah, it's a it big is. spoiler a Yes, it is. They're really kind of uh, views from the porch-esque like. Yeah. In other words, we say views from the porch. This podcast is a conversation based on our experience of the last 10, oh man, almost 20 something years of ministry experience collectively in the room of watching young adults and live their life and the things that we're like, man, you got to get this thing right. So they're very much like, here's based on our
2: experience in leading young adults, our view, here's some of the key issues you yeah. got to get right. So, yeah. And we, and we worked hard to curate them down to seven yeah. seven topics or seven areas of your life. So uh, the first one's this. It's addressing hard things. Addressing hard things. Yeah. So, if, so if your 20s are going to thrive, your ability to address hard things, align that like biblically, what the Bible says, how to do that. Yeah. And it's I think this, transformative. this— And so now we'll just
1: zoom back out of what we mean by that and some of the areas that it applies. Uh, that includes everything from handling conflict. Like if something is hard, don't run from it. If you're um, in the conflict with a family member, don't run from it. Don't avoid it. Don't delete their number. If you're in a conflict with just a friend, lean into it. Follow the biblical steps in Matthew 18. Follow the biblical steps in Matthew chapter five. What does it look like to own your part? So addressing hard things
2: that can evolve. Yeah. yeah. Handling conflict is anything to do when, when you're upset with someone or, or something happens in any situation as to which you're frustrated about someone or your tendency would be to not lean in, to not go and talk about them because something they did either hurt you, frustrated you or, or anything, anything to do with where you and someone else suddenly are no longer on the same page or there's something between you and them. We're going, Hey, you need to address that. Like that's not something you walk away from. Yeah, exactly. I I think
1: what I'm saying is here's how you can know if you should probably do it. If you don't want to, you probably should. Because that that would fall into the category of doing hard things. Bible over and over calls us to pick up our cross, die to ourself, and follow Jesus. It calls us to address conflict. It calls us to be faithful. And um, so I I don't mean just in conflict addressing it. I mean at work, staying with a job, when it's hard, when it falls outside of your gifts. A lot of times young adults are like, man, I just don't know that I'm passionate about that or gifted at that. It should just come easy like whatever job out there there's there's almost a mentality that people yeah. have
0: like if it's meant to be then it should be easy exactly. is is what i think a lot of people can think and like that's just so, that's a new idea like a yeah. lot of a lot of times we need to do things that are hard for us it develops our character and it helps us build resilience resilience is like such a needed skill in life and yep. if you don't, the only way you pr- you grow resilience is you practice resilience and totally. you do things that are really hard and you stick with them anyways. You keep your commitments down to like your job commitment. If you commit, hey, I'll stay in this job for at least two years. You keep that commitment down to like, hey, I said I'd go to this party last week and I don't feel like going anymore. and But it's my friend's birthday party and so I'm going to call out and just pretend I'm sick. Like, like you know, that's just not...
1: It's not, healthy. It's, yeah, it's it's not healthy.
0: it's just like sometimes you're going to have to follow through with things that you feel like aren't that big of a deal, but it's like you said you would. And the Bible clearly says like, yeah, let your yes be yes and your no be no and follow through with commitments. And it just really helps your character when you stick through with
1: things. totally. And just because it's not easy doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. In fact, anything in life to be excellent at anything involves, uh, it's going to be really hard. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so whether that's a relationship, whether that's a job, whatever it is. And you could just go like, what is something that I don't want to do? And you probably should do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to your point about keeping commitments, Psalm 15 says that the, um, those who are followers of God, a righteous man keeps his commitment, even when it hurts. And so I'm willing to do that, or I'm willing to call and just say, Hey, I don't really feel good right now, or I'm too yeah. tired in this season. Would you be okay if I didn't come to mm-hmm. your party? I know I already said I would be there, but from, um, a like personal health standpoint, I feel like I have too many obligations, yeah. and I would it would take me like make that phone
2: call. It's yeah. gonna be awkward. if
0: that's true. That's one thing, but if you're lying, like you can't yeah. you yes. shouldn't just lie to get out of something, basically, yes. you know, yeah. just follow through.
2: Yep, I love it. It's good, cool. addressing the hard things. David, what's the next one we're gonna talk about? What's the next area or topic which we're gonna cover? Yeah, it would be living
1: authentically with God's people to make your 20s and by 2020 to 2030 to make them roar and really just life in general, you were meant to live authentically or transparently and open and honestly with God's people. Every word there matters. So it's not just live with God's people and it's not just live authentically with people. It's live authentically with God's people. Because yeah. I can live openly, and I mean, there's tons of people in our world, like Miley Cyrus, she she kind of she seems like she lives pretty authentically with all people out yeah. there. She's like, I'm dating this person. I'm twerking at the MTV awards or whatever mm-hmm. thing that she did. She's swinging on wrecking balls. She, she's like, i'm an I'm an open. let's not even get lost there with her, but it's one thing to live authentically, and I, I do whatever I want. nobody can tell me differently. It's another thing to live authentically with God's people who are going to be willing to um, speak into your life in areas that they see sin. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but profuse are the kisses of an enemy, that they're willing to speak hard truths. If they see something, they're willing to, um, you're living authentically about dating. Like if you and your boyfriend are crossing sexual lines, you should be talking to your community or having a group of God's people, a small group around you, yeah. that you are opening up about that. Anything you'd add?
0: It's like going all in with people who will challenge you and your um, faith.
1: And who know like, there's so many people depressed that are suffering in silence. Yeah. So it's forfeiting care because they're not being authentic with other people in their life that yeah. they're like, I'm just having a really hard time. And, um, and they're not authentic. And so few people are authentic, tragically, especially in the church that, um, that it inhibits, inhibits their, their ability to grow as a person because God created us to live an authentic relationship with other people. So hopefully you have a small group. We'll go deep yeah. into
0: that. Yeah. And also a lot of times people have anxiety because of things that they are not sharing and things that they don't want to tell anyone because they're like, if someone knew, then they wouldn't want to be my friend or they would treat me differently or whatever that looks like. And it's like, hey, the thing that's making you so anxious is the fact that you haven't told anyone this thing that if you did tell, they're not going to love you less or they're not going to shun you, but you're so scared. You will never find out they would actually love you through it, love you more. So just... You wonder sometimes why you have anxiety and it's like, hey, that's maybe there's something I need to share with someone. Yep. You could think
2: through that. 100%, it's so good. Potentially one of the greatest means of God's grace in your life is others that are trying to follow God, helping you do the same. And uh, the next one, David, uh, is what? Uh, so this one would be,
1: uh, we haven't even named this, but uh, it's like handle money the right way. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that includes everything from thinking about debt, um, just some of uh, there's a lot of reparenting I think that needs to take place for our generation as it relates to money. We've been told, hey, student loans are fine. They don't even really count as loans. Yeah, take that's out not a even bunch real debt. Yeah. That's yeah, everybody. Everybody has it. Buy a car yeah, and like, do a no. car loan. That's yeah. fine too. Like all of that's a part. In fact, there's, there's people that would encourage like, yeah, you should do a car payment because that'll build your credit and you gotta have good credit if you ever wanna buy a house someday, son. And there's just a lot of bad information out there that contradicts what the Bible says about debt, about stewardship, about money. So we're gonna go through and, um, and just try to counter that. We live in Dallas, which is one of the most materialistic cities in America. A, a friend of mine who's a... Um, Uh, has been in New York and DC and in LA and uh, just a really successful business guy, Harvard grad, all that stuff. He says outside of New York and LA, there's no more materialistic city in our country than Dallas in his opinion. And so there's just, it's all around us, our ecosystem of keeping up with the Joneses. And we're just gonna talk through stewardship biblically, why that's such a bad idea. Anything
2: else you'd add? it's a huge topic i think we don't talk about it a ton it's just you. money and what to do with it and and it feels like uh, a lot of us don't know what to do with it not not a ton of people at least it, even for me it's just like relearning or, or learning from the beginning of what god's word i say about it and less of what just i kind of heard uh, worldly wisdom. Totally. Uh, next one is, is this, it's relationships. And if there's going to be an area of your life, you're going to change your 20 or your, the roaring twenties here. It's going to roar is the way in which you do relationships really, really matters. And so, um, dating relations, dating relationships, friendships,
0: and even like your singleness, if you're single, how you're using that time and how you're looking for that future spouse. If you're like, you know,
2: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> dating apps. I don't know that we're going to cover dating apps, but we're definitely going to cover <laughs> how to date well and not settling, using your singleness. Yeah. Um. Man, there is nothing, uh, there's few things I think that, that just jack with your twenties more than dating. Yeah. I mean, uh, all of them, you could just go like, Hey, just not following God is the most important. That's going to most, that's going to jack with it more than anything else. But on this list, I think emotionally, um, dating the wrong people. Yeah. So much heartbreak
2: mm-hmm.
1: is, is a, Byproduct yep. in my life or in my past of dating the wrong people, crossing sexual boundaries, mm-hmm.
2: just um, just not getting that. Feels right. like it's the easiest one to get lost in. Like you, it's like hard to know which way is up. Totally. and you Absolutely.
0: make excuses for because you're like, well, no one's perfect, and <laughs> there's gonna be a problem with everyone, <laughs> and totally, so I might as yeah. well take these, all these red flags and ignore them because
1: hundred percent. Because we be have a connection,
0: exactly, and there's chemistry, and I just don't connect to other people. Trust me, I get it. I've said all the excuses, and we just know that. That is a big one that we should cover because it really impacts your future.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's good. Dave, what's the next thing we're gonna
1: cover? Okay, this this one will be uh, the one that may take the most kind of unpacking, mm-hmm. but um, that in your 20s, if you want them to roar, stop numbing, like stop numbing. Um, today, numbing looks like a, a thousand different things because mm-hmm. people, when they hear that, they're like, oh, he's talking about like drugs and alcohol. That would be a part of it. But a lot of times the way that we numb or the way we just try to turn off our brain and veg is either through Netflix, Instagram, always being with people, constantly working. Like we never wanna stop and actually think about where we are in life and address those issues. And if you never stop to address where you are, you're never gonna get to where you wanna be because you'll never evaluate, am I headed in the direction of life that I wanna be? And it's so easy to just like go from one thing to the next especially with phones, man. Like I feel so hypocritical even talking about this because you leave this meeting and then you check the gram. See what I did there? Check the (laughs) gram and then you go um, into your next thing and then you go home and you're calling somebody in the car and you're listening to a radio, listening to a podcast, YouTube video, then you're Netflixing and so much of your day is spent just like vegging, scrolling, numbing, scrolling, not pausing, not praying, not thinking about other people. Um, and just it, it's really become almost an epidemic.
2: Anything yeah. you, you guys would add on that one? This, this feels uh, more new. Like this feels like, I mean, I'm sure like obviously like numbing and get away from the things – pain and whatever you don't want to think about. It's not new. But our availability to things that can numb you is easier. And it feels more sneaky. Like drugs and alcohol feels like more obvious potentially. And just in my life, the recognition of just going, man, that is totally numbing. Anything on my phone that I can just scroll feels like a numbing mechanism. to kind of like get out of the moment and not sit and think whether that, and I think it takes a lot of time and some honest look at myself to actually know what's going on in my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, and think with dating apps? Yeah, dude.
1: Like, I mean, that that is a... Uh... It becomes another thing where it's like, man, I'm just going to, if I'm going to find the one, got to keep scrolling. And, and you if I'm can not work
0: numb with relationships, like going from relationship <laughs> to relationship and never yep. having a break of actually going through a breakup and not rushing to the next rebound person. Totally. Like, that's another form of numbing, is just you're constantly going from one romantic relationship to another mm-hmm. and yep. never yeah. dealing with the baggage and the hurt and all that.
1: It's almost like coping. is kind of what we mean. Exactly. Coping in ways that really inhibits your growth and and your development as a person. So that's good. All right. Two more.
2: Okay. The next one, David, what are we going to cover? You got another one?
1: Yeah. is owning your faith. Yep. Owning your faith, know what you believe. This in your parents anymore. At some point, you've got to own it once and for all for you. Do you believe Jesus is who he says he is? And if not, be honest enough with yourself to go like, you know what, I don't think it's actually true. I'm done with this. I'm over this. I was just raised in church, and uh, I'm not even sure that I really believe it. And, um, and just be honest with yourself. Sometimes you begin to see that when you're like, wait, I have to do what? Or Jesus calls me to do what sexually? Uh, or to be sexually pure till marriage. Amer- like, I don't know if I really believe that maybe I'm just going to say, I believe in Jesus and live how I want. And we're calling everybody, Hey, own where you are in the room. Just call it like it is and be willing to say, this is where I'm at. This is what I believe. And, uh, and if you are saying, I I want, I believe everything the Bible says is true. I believe Jesus is who he says he is go all in own your faith. Yeah.
0: And a lot of times, you know, when we ask people, Oh, do you have a faith? And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, I grew up going to church or, yeah, I, you know, my, my parents raised me Catholic or, you know, whatever that looks like. A lot of times that says a lot because it's like, oh, well, you you think that being a Christian is the fact that you went to church or that your parents made you grow up that way. And it's like that doesn't necessarily mean that you actually believe this stuff. And so it's time in this next decade to decide, like, hey, do you actually believe it or— do you feel pressured to or what happened? But like now is the time to explore what you actually believe and what you agree with, disagree with, and what you want to ask questions about. We
2: want you to wrestle yeah. with it. You should. Because if you don't, then it's, it's like whatever new comes up is what I'm going to start thinking. And it's, and it's really easy. It's easy to be convinced by other people. And so if you have no idea why you believe what you believe, uh, it feels like you're entirely susceptible to all kinds of hurt and trouble and, and wrong thinking. Totally. it's um, good. Cool. Uh, last one. David, what is it? Last one. Uh, this one will either be
1: something we punctuate every message with or um, maybe an entire message on it. And it's that you are becoming something. Mm-hmm. Like today is the father of tomorrow. Um, and just really encouraging people to think about what direction is their life headed on. Like holistically is the, um, today you're shaping the type of mother you're going to be, the type of father you're going to be. Like truly, like, like uh, we've said it before this way. If you close your eyes and you imagine it's 2030, and I don't know, how old, how old are you be, Josh? I'll be 40. It's 40. You're going to be over the hill. They're throwing a birthday party for you. They bring in a cake. There's a hill on it. It says 40. It says, happy birthday, Josh. All of your 11 siblings are there. 11 or 12? 12. You have 12 siblings. Yeah. Good night. 12 Good siblings. Good night, nurse. <laughs> you have 12 siblings that are all there. The center, that's actually a true thing. He has 12 siblings. <laughs> They're all there. They're all at the birthday party. Like what? Who are you going to be? What is your life going to look like? And beginning to think and see that because you don't just wake up overnight and become this, uh, you know, amazing spouse and job altogether, And I'm really healthy, and I'm, you know, I've got um, personal habits in check, and I know my Bible left and right, and and I, I'm married to someone who loves me and loves the Lord. All of that doesn't happen over tonight. Overnight, it happens by day after day. You headed in the right direction towards that destiny. So, just encouraging people to go like, what is the destiny you're headed towards? And the way you can know that is by looking at the direction of your life and which steps are you taking towards getting there? Um, and do you like the destiny that you're headed towards? Because let's just be honest, that, it, you just add, it all adds up. You look at the direction of your life and you can begin to predict like, here's where I'm headed. Um, yeah. And some of us are headed towards adulterous affairs, divorce, some people listening right now are headed towards alcoholism, um, a divorce in their future, a, a financial crisis because of the decisions, and others are headed towards the type of marriage that is marked by a godly husband, a godly wife, and, and kids who know them, whether they're adopted or not, yeah. um, or whether they're, they're natural born children. And um, and a home that's on mission and experiencing where life is
2: found because they're living according
1: to God's design. Yeah. So
2: we're excited. We're excited just to encourage everyone to just and to be thoughtful about their lives and thoughtful about the direction of it. If t- if today builds on tomorrow and tomorrow builds on the day after that, like we just want you to be thoughtful about that and, and be asking yourself instead of it. It's it's really easy, I think, to live life just hey today's the day. I kind of get up, I do the, I need to do today, and I go to sleep. And days pass really fast, but those turn into weeks, turn into months, turn into years, and they define who you are. Totally, totally. Man, I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun series. I think yeah. so too. Roaring twenties
1: are back. Just know Babe Ruth. This time. Do you know who Babe Ruth is, Elena?
0: <laughs> Baseball player.
1: Yeah. What team was he on? The Yankees. That's wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> that, that was fast there you too. Go. Man, she had it. <laughs> hey, so we've got uh, all that and more coming. If there's any questions or any way that we can serve you, as always, email us at info at Anything else you guys have?
0: The porch is back, January twenty first, twenty twenty. Don't want to miss it.
1: Yeah, it is. Which be is there. Is like two, if you're two not weeks. in.
0: Yeah, really from. soon. If you're not in Dallas, go to theporch.live and you can watch live stream and at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yes, or you if can. you're in Fort
2: Worth, you can also join The Porch. That's where I am. That's where I'll be. Or, or find for- a Porch or, Live location. Or the 17 <laughs> locations throughout there. Oh <laughs> Facebook live
1: streams too. So there's lots of ways. You do not want to miss it. We're so excited about it. So pray for it. Um, and we will see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch.